0: BLOB TALK RADIO Hello everyone and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christy Dimitrikas, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, which is a faith-based global ministry that teaches people the power of dreams and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services and my book, At www.EmpoweredSpeaker.com. For those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. And today I have a special guest to help me do just that, Kathy Archer of Silver River Coaching. That was hard to say for some reason. Silver (laughs) River Coaching. (laughs) We'll talk about that in just a minute. Let me tell you a little bit about Kathy before I really introduce her. Kathy Archer is a leadership coach who gives her clients hope and inspiration and the kick in the pants that makes positive change in their lives. She has energy and enthusiasm for life that is contagious. Married to a wonderfully supportive husband for 24 years and mom of four teenagers, Kathy appreciates a busy house full of change challenge and laughter every day. Kathy began her career with a child and youth care diploma, working with troubled teens and individuals with disabilities. She moved into a community-based human services agency where she has remained for 18 years, successfully leading it to become a lead agency in the community. As an adult learner, Kathy went back to school part-time and received her Bachelor of Applied Human Service Administration degree with distinction. It was Kathy's training as a life coach, however, that brought her to be able to find her passion for helping others live to be the best they can be. Kathy is a natural leader, sees the best in people, is quick to pick up their strengths, and is always pushing for excellence. Kathy Archer of Silver River Coaching. Welcome to the Faith and Conquer Fear Radio Show.
1: Thanks for having me here today.
0: You are so welcome. Well, you know, I always like to start with asking my guests the question, tell me something about you that I didn't read in your bio.
1: Mm. Well, I'll tell you something that just kind of struck me this morning as I was working on writing my blog post. I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I've got all of these pens in front of me and I started struggling with my, my blog and so I paused for a minute and started sorting out my pens. I have a lot of pens. And a lot of pink pens and a lot of purple pens. And so I put this picture on Instagram about you know pen addiction. No, do whatever it takes to meet your goals. <laughs> and and so I I do a lot of writing and I do a lot of work around grit and and uh, grit in leadership and grit women with grit. And so I think that's part of it. Just do whatever you need to do to get it done. So
0: that's I a little bit extra it. about me. I think if you look in my office, and we we moved my office at Procter & Gamble probably about six or seven months ago, and every time we've moved, what I found is a huge stash of Post-it notes. Yeah, I, really I got those, too. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I love Post-it notes. I love it. I should be on a commercial for 3M. I love <laughs> yeah, it You notes. and me both. <laughs> every color. And I can't just have one color. I mean, I have to have stacks. And, the and all sizes, too. Size, and the lines and no lines. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I can relate. My favorite store of all time, Staples. If you yep. care to endorse me, I'm open for all endorsements and sponsorships. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, that's funny. Oh, so I love that. I love it. We're already kindred spirits. Pins and so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we are talking about today goal setting and the importance of goal setting. And on the surface you think goal setting, okay, I need to set a goal. And as I as I think about my show and my focus, you know, Faith to Conquer Fear, and Faith to Conquer Fear is usually for achieving things, whether mm-hmm. that's going back to school, which you've done, whether that's building a house or whatever, designing, you know, a home or starting a business, it all requires setting some goals and some tangible things. So tell us how you got into the life coaching piece, and then let's start to talk a little bit about goal setting.
1: Mm. I got into the life coaching piece when I was in my organization and I was struggling with some staffing issues. So I had been supervisor for many many years, you know, I had a, a vast variety of people that I supervised in a large geographical area, and you know, had done well, had had done some really neat things, and along came these couple of staff that threw me for a loop. And so, in my boss's wisdom at the time, he's like. Mm, you want to try a coach, you know? I think he knew at the time that the issue was more than than sort of it appeared to be, and so I got what I now realize was the luxury of having a coach for six or eight sessions, and I fell in love with coaching. Mm. I and I think I had always known that I'd, I'd had a book of Cheryl Richardson's on my my nightstand for many many years before that, and so I always knew that coaching was kind of cool, and so from there I just started taking the training and. I'm pretty sure I was about the first day into the training and very already knew that this was going to be my lifelong passion. Whether
0: mm-hmm. I, How I
1: did it, I didn't know at that point in time, but I knew that this was this was the direction I was going to go.
0: Life coaching is a very broad term these days and an often used term. It mm-hmm. seems to be the new thing, although life coaching really has been around for quite some time. It's just now getting yeah. its, its full attention. What would you say is your area of specialty?
1: I, you know, brand myself as a leadership development coach for women in leadership roles. Um, I think that my my sort of goal in life is to have women be able to be excited to go to work every day, be Mm -hmm. fulfilled by the work they do, and still come home at the end of the day still able to fully engage in their own lives. And so I do a lot of work around some of that work-life balance stuff, but also finding fulfillment in the work we do. So women leaders definitely is my area of, of expertise. Mm-hmm.
0: What do, what do you find as you've worked with women is the biggest challenge? You mentioned something that's certainly something that's important for women, but then you talk working women, you just add a whole other, not working women, but working mothers, you just add yeah. a whole other layer of complexity on what would women say is their biggest challenge of managing that day job and then coming home and having the energy to do all the other things which is job number 2 and job number 3 yeah. and potentially yeah. job number 4 you're an entrepreneur i
1: think i think one of the biggest challenges and i don't know that women would would i like articulate this but i think one of the biggest challenges they face is this isolation they really mm. feel like they're doing it all alone they really feel like nobody else gets them and And yet, I mean, they know that everybody else is in the same situation, but here's here's one of the biggest challenges that I see. We wear busyness like a badge of honor mm-hmm. um when somebody mm-hmm. says to you, "How are you doing?" It's like, "Oh, I'm so busy, I'm on this committee and I'm doing this, and I'm running here, and I got it right and And so there's this expectation that we do that that we have our kids in six activities that we you know do all of this other extra stuff and and do our job and keep our house beautifully clean and everything else, and we kind of feel like somehow everybody else is better able to do it than us. Mm-hmm. And so there's this isolation, this aloneness, this um, this sort of feeling like I don't I don't know how to do it all, um, and I don't know who who to talk to about that or who to admit to that sort of shame feeling around that.
0: Mm, I would agree with that completely.
1: The isolation
0: mm-hmm. piece is big, and a lot of that is, I think, if you work in corporate America, or I, I always say corporate America because that's where mm-hmm. I've been all of my career. But there is this kind of dual expectation that mm-hmm. men can come to work, and if they make it to the baseball game, that's great. And and, and I'm and I'm speaking in full generalities, crossing oh, men and totally. to me. totally. okay, full yep. generalities. But yep. there is not that same level, and I've been in corporate America, so I I know it there's not that same level of expectation that you're able to do it all. I feel like mm-hmm. there is that pressure on the woman that, okay, so if you've chosen to work, yep. <laughs> if you want to go back to the you know, the dark ages, if you've chosen to work, then yeah. the expectation is that you can do this, and oh, by the way, you're a mother, and mm-hmm. technically mothering should come first, so you should be yeah. excellent at that. And, oh, by the way, you know your children should look like they're perfect and walking out of a model every day. <laughs> as should you, should you by the way. Oh, and as should you. Oh, by the way, make sure you get your hair done and don't forget to do And all those things. No. There is indeed that pressure. There is absolutely that pressure. How how do you coach people to, to see beyond that and to manage that? Because it is a management. You're not going to change people's perception. Yeah, yeah no. So it's coming um, down to us, right?
1: Yeah, a couple of things that I do. One is I really coach people to reconnect to who they are, their values, their, their you know, what hill are you willing to die on? What, what's really mm-hmm. important for you? Where will you make a stand? Uh, you know, what, what's the real level of cleanliness you've got to get through? And what's the real piece around honesty and family connection that's important to you? And I think we miss that sometimes. I look back at the number of times that, and and this isn't from a place of judgment anymore. It used to be, but the number of times that I neglected my family. Uh, because of what I was doing at work. And I know now, being more connected to who I am and what's important to me, that I would choose differently now. I don't sort of want to take away that experience and say I should have done it differently back then. What happened happened, but I know now that I'm clearer on what's important to me, what's my values, that I would choose differently. The other thing that I do a lot of work around is productivity and time management and that kind of thing. And again, I talk more about priority management than time management. One of, mm-hmm. one of the things that drives me nuts is you—you you have a meeting, a staff meeting, and somebody's sitting after the staff meeting for an hour typing up minutes. Really? Is that important? You could probably take right. down the three things during mm-hmm. the meeting and save mm-hmm. that person an hour. Yet we do all of these crazy things that are that are busy work um and so i work with with women around finding their rhythm i talk a lot about you know um the the sort of rhythm of ups and downs and so you need to have pauses in your day as well as there's crazy busy times and so we work to to sort of develop their rhythm and what works for them around their priorities and their values
0: and i think that's an important piece when you, i love how you phrased it priority management because what that what that says is there's fluctuation in the priorities. Priorities change.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
0: I know I personally get caught up in, because sometimes going to that football game cannot be the priority. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do have to get this thing done for work in the morning. Absolutely. It has to be done. And mm-hmm. and I don't have the three hours to sit at a game <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> thinking about where I should be getting this done. And I right. think that's a that's a very freeing thought. For people to understand and embrace the fact that your priorities do indeed change, family is not always number one. Work is not always number one. There was well, and I think.
1: Sorry, I think the other thing to go with that is, if you don't decide what your priorities are, someone else will. That is it. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Yeah,
0: we have a hard time saying no as women. Oh,
1: (laughs) totally. And I know
0: we're just talking about women, just because we are women. And I'm sure men, some men have a problem with this too, but especially as women, we have a problem saying no. And I think it stems back to what you said earlier, which is we think we have to be able to do it all. At all. And saying yeah. no indicates either, in our mind, that means you don't think, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not capable mm-hmm. of doing it. When really, mm-hmm. I,
1: maybe I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and don't the other thing, too. The other thing to add to that, you know, I don't know about you, but when I left, you know, management and and working in in an organization and moved into entrepreneurship, I thought, oh, great. I don't have to report to anybody. I don't have to do anything. It's my own life. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be wonderful. But I carried with me the same expectations for perfection, the Mm -hmm. same desire to do a good job. You know, I still want to do it all. You know, And so it, we can blame other people. I can say it's my boss's fault and it's the to-do list that the, that the work gives me and all of this other kind of stuff. But the truth is, yeah, it comes from our own expectations of doing it all and being perfect.
0: And it's a lot of times it's self-imposed. Totally. To your point, self-imposed. We are yeah. our own worst enemy. I say that so often. We are absolutely our own worst enemy. We're harder on ourselves than most people will ever be. And if they were, they won't tell us. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my goodness. We talked a little bit about reconnecting to your values, um, priority management, time management. As people have aspirations to do more, and we hope that everybody has some type of aspiration, some type of goal that they're working towards every day, because otherwise life becomes a little bit meaningless Mm -hmm. and mundane, Mm -hmm. in my opinion but you do some coaching on goal setting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about goal setting for a bit. And first of all, let's just quantify or define really what goal setting is, and then let's talk through some steps of how people can think about it.
1: Sure. <clears throat> goal setting to me is, it can be broad, it can be narrow. Um, so it can be anything from I want to start a new business, I want to lose some weight, um, it can be around, you know, going back to school, but it can also be smaller things like, I want to add some me time to my day. I want to to add, you know, time to journal or meditate or read or exercise or whatever to my day. Or lots of times what I find is it's what we sort of feel like is unmeasurable. I want to have a better relationship with my partner, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I want to spend more quality time with my kids. And so it can, you know, goal setting is, it's identifying something that I don't have or am not currently doing that I want to achieve or want to do.
0: Mhm. Okay. And what have just describe some instances of where you've personally set goals and how has that been successful for you?
1: And then we'll get well, a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think of course the biggest one is for me is you know about four years ago I left my position I'd worked for an organization for 19 years you know I was certainly set for life and I you know left that position to start my own business and you know so the success I mean deciding that I'm going to do it doing it in stages working towards where I am now that's certainly one of the things that I can say has been really big for me in terms of goal setting but I can you know go back farther from that and you know When I think about, I moved out of home when I was 17, and I certainly set a goal to finish getting my high school diploma. Mm -hmm. And from there, it was my my college degree. You know, then I went back to school as a full-time supervisor, parent of four children, and went back Mm -hmm. to school to get my degree. Now, that took me eight years, but it was step Mm -hmm. by step by step. Um, Fifteen years ago, I quit smoking. Almost about ten years ago, I lost about 40 pounds. Uh, you know i can think of goals around i've been married for now just about 26 years
0: mm
1: mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a that's a big that's one that's been <laughs> an, and that's been an active goal i mean that's not something yes, that just happened yes. by accident no, it that's does something not. i write no, about in goals you know constantly so those are some of the things that i've achieved
0: people want to set a goal because a lot of times we think oh i'd love to lose weight oh i need usually the phrase, mm-hmm. phrase i need to lose weight I need to lose some weight. Yep. And we all say it but nobody we do. What do we do though? Because the knife is gonna fall off just because we keep talking about it I a mean, <laughs> yeah. nope. Wouldn't that be nice? Ooh, wouldn't that be good? But wave my magic wand. Wave that magic wand. I think I should create that. Instant instant the billionaire. Yeah, no
1: so kidding. People who
0: people who want to set their goals, they identify something they have or don't have and want to achieve. What else do they need to do? First, you have to get that thing in your mind.
1: First, I first need to write it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are much more successful when you write it down. But when you write it down, write it down positively and is, as if you've already achieved it. So so write it down about what you want to achieve rather than what you want to stop doing. So mm-hmm. rather than I want to stop smoking, it's I want to exercise and use mindfulness to deal with stressful thoughts, right? And so to take that one step further, instead of it, it's I want to, it is I use exercise and mindfulness to deal with stressful thoughts. Mm. And so rather than you know, I want to lose ten pounds, it's I weigh, so it's rather than the negative, it's positive. I weigh whatever the weight is that, that's your goal weight. So you write it down and you write it down as in a positive way as if you've already it. Uh, sorry, achieved it. And then you set the date. When do you want to achieve this by? I mean, if you just kind of randomly throw it out there, then then you can keep pushing it off, right? So so mm-hmm. get a date set down that you want to do it. And then the third step is to really connect viscerally to that feeling when you've achieved it. And this is actually one of the real key parts that we miss sometimes, is we write these goals down and, you know, we'll do all the things about look at it and follow you know the steps, but Connecting viscerally to to the achieved goal is key. So here's what I mean. One of my goals is to have a cabin at the lake someday. Okay. That's great. You know, got the goal, got the, the dollar amount figured out, got the date, mm-hmm. wrote it down, got some steps identified of what I need to do to get there. But attaching to it viscerally. So when I review this goal, I can close my eyes and I can feel myself sitting on the deck at my cabin. I can feel that warm breeze brushing across my cheek. I can hear the birds chirping. I can smell the pine trees and the campfires. I can hear my dog snoring at my feet. Right? <laughs> the sun is mm-hmm. just rising. I get it. I feel that. When I connect to that, there's an emotional charge in me. Um, mm. Sometimes it'll even bring tears to my eyes if I can really connect to it strongly. And that's one of the pieces that we miss often is this visceral, emotional connection to achieving that goal. If you want to run a marathon, what's the feeling when you get to the finish line,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: Not the hours and hours of training that are grueling and painful, but what's that feeling when you cross the finish line? When you, like you said earlier, build a new house, when you open the door for the first time and walk into your new home, what's that going to feel like? And I think that's one of the steps that people miss often.
0: Mm-hmm. So would then, would you the say that's the same? Oh, go, ahead.
1: So go, go ahead.
0: Would you say that's the same as kind of getting that visual image in your mind, or is this the step before it's, that? It's
1: visual. It's it's all of your senses. So it's okay. not only what you see. It's it's pulling in all of the, the senses and emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the it's what do I hear? What do I taste? Uh and and what's the emotion? I'm elated, I'm mellow, I'm proud, right? What's the emotion and feeling that emotion, not just thinking that emotion, but feeling that emotion within mm-hmm. you.
0: Mhm. I think what you what you're describing as I've had conversations with people who are very passionate about something. Mhm. You can feel
1: it. You, totally. can,
0: you can see it in them and it's you can oozes feel it. oozes out of them. <laughs> it just oozes out of their pores. And mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is very much the same. I, I get that way when I talk about the work I do and the conference coming up and all those types of things is mm-hmm. that it's, it's contagious. People see it and they can't miss it. And you feel yeah. it with every emotion. You're exactly right. I love that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Then the next step, I'm going to credit to to both Michael Hyatt and Simon Sinek. Uh, If anybody's really serious about goal setting, Michael Hyatt does a wonderful best year everything in the beginning of every year, and you join a group of people to set your goals and to help hold you accountable to setting your goals. But this fourth step is about connecting to why is this important. Mm. Like what difference does it make if you achieve this goal? So when I think about my income goals that I have for my business, it's certainly about making money. Absolutely, it's about making money. But it's also that if I'm making money in my business, I know that my message is getting out there to women leaders. And that's the why part. And when I make more money in my business, what that allows me to do is invest more in my business and affect even more women positively. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to change the world, which is you know kind of what I want to do, Right. Uh, i, I got to make some money to have that inspiration in those women, right? So so that's part of my why. If I think about why did I lose weight and, and you know, become more fit many years ago, my why is because I want to be able to get down on the floor and play with my granddaughter. You know, mm-hmm. that that's part of the why. I also want to wear the nice little black dress, too. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not just about, well, it makes me healthy. Yeah, sure, sure it does. But you know it's more than that,
0: exactly, yeah, it's about that feeling i I love it, I love yeah. it, yeah, do you find it easy for people to set goals
1: i think it's really easy for people to set goals. It's much harder for them to follow through yeah it, 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 it's okay. easy to set them what's not the easy part is to be clear on them, you know, there's this whole thing around law of attraction stuff. It's great to say uh oh he, he, here's one that i that I kind of chuckle with my the work in my business has kind of slowed down in the in the um last few weeks, and I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I realize that when I've have visualized my future and when i've um you know journaled about my future life, there's always this and I get to enjoy summer and relax in summer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow have created that for myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's really being clear. That's the part that people struggle with. You know, I want a new car. What what kind of car? You know, what's the the purpose in having the car? You know, it's the all of the stuff around it that is much harder to do, and the plan about how you're going to get there. Because as we alluded to earlier, we don't simply have magic wands. There is some hard work to doing the goal achievement as well.
0: hmm Would you? And I guess it kind of starts with the mind and willpower, and
1: totally. It really
0: comes down to willpower. And we, we, can, you're right. We can do all the exercises in the world. I've sat in courses and conferences, and you write down all of these things, and you get back to your office on Monday, and you go, okay, back to work.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: never do anything against it. How do you encourage people to stay on track?
1: Well, you know, I think it's, I I said at the beginning of the call, this whole thing around grit I think is really important. And grit is the determination to stick for something that you're really passionate about long term. And so I think about people who are gritty, some of our Olympians, some of our, um, you know, the the technological giants of the world who have got us cell phones in our hands and stuff like that,
0: mm-hmm. it
1: takes a lot of determination. It takes a lot of perseverance. It takes a lot of persistence. And it takes a lot of willpower as well, as you said. And, and so often, you know, it's about making sure that people have the supports around them to keep going when the going gets tough. You have to review view your goals often. I recommend, you know, daily but minimally weekly, Mm-hmm. have accountability partners that you're working with, talk to your your family, your friends, have a coach, join a mastermind group, whatever it takes so that you are able to have other people to support you in those goals. Um, you have to know what you're going to do. Um, when you were talking about willpower earlier, Kelly McGonigal does a really great TED talk on willpower and she says it's made up of I will, I won't and I want. Mm. So this is what I will do, this is what I won't do and this is what I want and the will part is where we sort of you know you asked me earlier about is it easy to set goals? yeah, it's easy to set goals i'm gonna quit smoking right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but what am I not gonna do well, I'm not going to what's the what's the urge or what's the 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 thing that hits you why why do you smoke right? Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to light a smoke when I go out for coffee with my friends because coffee's mm-hmm. the trigger for cigarettes mm-hmm. right mhm- mm-hmm. or. You know, maybe I will eat healthy, but I won't go grab the chips when I feel stressed. And it goes back Mm -hmm. to then the I want part. Why? Why bother? What's the point in meeting this goal? Well, I want to be able to be fitting into that little black dress, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to be able to breathe going up and down the stairs, whatever it is. But it's the I will, I won't, I want. And we have to work really hard for that.
0: Mm Wow. Well, as I knew, and as it always is the case, we are out of time.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you have provided some fantastic information and four very clear steps, actually five very clear steps on setting goals and some encouragement for how people can keep up with it. I love reviewing weekly and having accountability partners just mm-hmm. to start because you do need that. Any Anything that is worth achieving is going to be hard work. If it were yeah. easy, it wouldn't be a goal. You wouldn't need to write it down. You That's just right. Do it. That's right. I want to give you an opportunity, Kathy, to uh, say any last things that you'd like to the listeners.
1: I think you know one of the the things that I just want to remind people of is we live life between our ears. What we think is what we experience. It's those voices in our head that gets us into trouble, and so learning to manage that is the piece that's key. Writing the goal. You know, looking at it every day, having somebody that's going to remind you of the goal is actually the easy part. It's those voices that say, you'll never do this. You're Mm -hmm. not going to make it happen. Who do you think you are? It's those voices that you have to learn to control and manage. And so that's the piece that takes a ton of work. And, yeah, find lots of supports out there to help you change what you're thinking to be more positive and more affirming.
0: How do people contact you?
1: You can find me at silverrivercoaching.com. And on there, you'll find all me on my Facebook and Google Plus and LinkedIn and all those kind of links. But yes, silverrivercoaching.com.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being a part of the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show. And thanks to you all for listening to the radio show with me, Christy Demetrokus. I also invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at C. Demetrakis, and I have two Facebook pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon.